to episode 119 of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Brandon Chowan. And joining me tonight for the first time since the special live episode 100 way back in July, if you can believe that, are my two co-hosts, Ash Collins and Mark Nadeau. Ash, buddy, welcome back, my friend. Good to be back. Absolutely. And we are very pleased to have you back. I'm so excited to have a three-person crew again. Honestly, I, I didn't even realize that it had been almost six months since the podcast had three hosts until I was like writing up this intro. And that just really blows me away, man. Yeah, you did make a mistake though. It, yeah? it should be Mark Nadeau and Ash Collins because I've got more seniority now. <laughs> Oh, man, I go alphabetical. It's fine. It's fine. Mm, I'm going to file a grievance. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, most of the time it was it was Mark and I, but before that we ended the summer with just Ash and I because, of, because Mark, you were gone on your work commitment. Mm-hmm. And then Chris even stepped in for a show. So it's just so weird looking back and seeing that we still managed to, to, uh, to stay on schedule even with everything going on. But I'm super excited to have the band back together, so to speak. So... Thanks for making it back on, Ash. Hey, no problem. And Mark, how's everything going for you this week? Good. I am on vacation. Heck yes. Finished at uh, 6 a.m. today, which is Wednesday. And uh, don't go back till the 1st of February. Excellent. Well, you have an awesome trip coming too, so I, uh, I'm excited for you. I do. going to go meet some of Melissa's family, so it should be a good time. Excellent. Very good. Or it so- could go really wrong. <laughs> yeah. it could go horribly, horribly wrong. It's, That's what we look forward to hearing about when you get back. The ball is in my court. <laughs> yeah. So tonight we are going to continue our Scandinavian horror arc with a review of Cold Prey 2 from 2008. And we're going to move on to round 49 of the Best in the Backlog Challenge, where we'll discuss Green Lantern, See No Evil, and Ash will finally get to talk about Moana. Well, maybe not. <laughs> oh, maybe not Moana. Well, you know enough time <laughs> okay. to watch it? Um, <laughs> I actually forgot. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. So we won't talk about Moana this week, but the other two we sure will. So, hey, I've been before. Busy. <laughs> I I believe I believe it. Before all that, though, let's talk about how you can find us on social media. You can find us at Cinefessions on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. You can email us at contact at cinefessions dot com, and you can also leave us a voicemail if you want to be part of an upcoming show at one. 302-448-TALK. That's 1-302-448-8255. You can also check out our long list of past reviews and all 119 podcast episodes right on over at cinefessions.com. And also, if you're a fan of the show, please do us a huge favor and leave us a review on iTunes. Those iTunes reviews are essential to helping us grow, so thank you in advance for your support there. And uh, nowadays, you don't even have to write anything. You can just click that fifth star and uh, move on with your day after you search for us. So we really appreciate you guys doing that. And as we have been saying, just as importantly as uh, leaving us reviews, make sure you tell your friends about us. The uh, more people that know about us, the more people that can listen, and the larger our base can grow, which is always the goal. So we thank you guys for your support, whether it's by leaving a review, by telling your friends, or by doing both of those. And uh, also... Thanks to all of our awesome listeners. We do have a winning film to announce for our sixth and final review film for this arc. And uh, it was about as close to a runaway victory as one could hope for in one of our polls. So 
with the vast majority of the vote, the sixth film we'll be reviewing for the Scandinavian horror arc will be 2008's Let the Right One In. So this is a film that's based off a novel of the same name, and it's directed by Thomas Alfredson. It's all about these two wonderful child actors, and uh, I was absolutely floored by the film the first time I watched it. So I'm super excited to dive back into it, and uh, this time on a much deeper level than when I first watched it. So thank you, guys. To be honest, I'm kind of disappointed. I was really hoping for either Dead Snow 2 or Thale. Well, I'll take it up with the listeners. Nothing I can do about it, Mark. I apologize. I'm just saying, you know, they didn't, they, didn't, they failed me. <laughs> That's all right. I got to create more accounts so I can vote more often. Exactly. That's right. But yeah, so thank you to everyone who took the time to vote in the poll. We really appreciate it when we reach out to you guys for help and you guys come through. So again, thank you guys so much for help with that poll. And uh, just to recap what we have going on now through the rest of this arc. Uh, so this week, of course, we're doing Cold Prey 2, which is out this Friday. So this will be live on Friday. Um, then we're going to be taking a couple weeks off because, uh, as we mentioned, Mark, he's, he's doing his vacationing thing. Um, and uh, I'm, I just started a new job and it's already thrown my whole fucking life out of whack. And so uh, I'm going to use these two weeks that Mark's on vacation to try to get accustomed to my new job. And then we're going to come back with uh, the rest of this arc after this two-week break. And then the other change that's coming after this episode is the day that we'll be releasing our episodes. We've been releasing on Fridays since about episode nine of the podcast, if I remember right, when we started the Scream TV series, um, because that air that episode that show aired on Tuesdays, I think it was. We we watched it Wednesday or Tuesday, and then we reviewed it Thursday and released the episode Friday. So that's just how that came to be. But uh, with this new job I have, I just I can't dedicate as much time on weeknights to editing. And so we tend to record on Thursdays a lot. So because of that, we are going to move our release day to Mondays, starting with episode 120. That's our next episode. So I don't imagine this is going to disrupt anybody too terribly much. And it gives you something to listen to while you're uh, at work during the week. So hopefully you guys, you don't, you don't mind that. So with this change in mind, that means that our next episode re- will be released on Monday. February 12th. And that episode is going to be a review of 2009's Dead Snow. Then the following Monday, February 19th, we'll release our review of The Monitor. Then we're going to finally wrap up this awesome arc with a review on Let the Right One In from 2008 on Monday, February 26th. So we hope you guys are looking forward to the rest of this arc because I know we are. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a ton of fun like it has been. So and uh, again, thank you guys so much for helping us choose. Let the right one in for our final film of this arc. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't oh, let sorry. Mark. Was that out loud? I apologize. Yeah, sure I apologize. Was, Mark. That was really that's loud rude. internally. That's well, that's rude. So you have a grievance and now I have something to uh, I'm going to have to write you up for that one. Probably you for being rude to our listeners. I'm shattering the walls of heaven, Chang. <laughs> oh man all right so let's get this party started by talking about what the hell we've done the past week or maybe in ash's case maybe a little bit longer than that whatever in the world of media uh i'll jump in i don't have very much to talk about but a couple things i did do this past week that i was excited about i finally beat mario plus rabbits kingdom battle on the nintendo switch and uh, I was thrilled that I beat it because fucking Bowser took me all day on my day off on Monday. 
Uh, it was a real pain in the ass, but I finally was able to beat it. And I ended up putting in um, over 20 hours into the game. And I didn't complete it or anything. Like I didn't get all everything, all the unlockables and I find everything, but I did uh, complete the story. So I was very pleased with myself. And uh, I think it's it's a good game. It's It's a really good game. But I was definitely, I was done with it by the time I beat it because it was just pissing me off so much. So I'm excited to move on to something else. I did put uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild into my Switch, but Mm -hmm. I haven't had much time to try it out yet or start it. I haven't even turned it on yet, but that'll be be next up, I think. Either that or I'm going to play some more NBA 2K18 and then get to it, but we'll see. So beat that one. And then, so... Mark, you remember last week, one of my media goals I added was to watch a season of a television series at least once per month. Yep. Well, I, I did that. My uh, Bridget and I watched through, finally watched through the second season of the show that really jump-started this podcast, Scream season two, the TV series season two. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, finally watched that. And uh, you man, think? it's been so long since I watched the first season that I just forgot how poorly written that series is. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's not good. Okay, so what's interesting about, about the second season was that the characters are, are, the characters are really poorly written characters. They, they're, they, they're not very consistent. Uh, they, the decisions they make are just unjustifiable a lot of the time. I just don't like a lot of them at various points. Um, but I, what I did like about the writing in this season was that I felt like there were a lot more homages to the original Scream series in this second season than there was in the first, and I appreciated that. But, okay. And I love that the uh, every episode was the name of another horror movie. I enjoyed that too. But. What, what I hate is that they extended the season at the end for that island mm-hmm. retreat one. Yeah. And I just like die already. I was so done with the characters. I'm like, there's no amount of – like in real life – all the BS they went through would not occur to one person ever, you know? Well, like, right. so yeah, I was done with it. I lo- I enjoyed season one, season two, complete write off. So I'm curious to see how they're going to do now with season three, it being a clean reboot. Um, yeah, I, I will watch it. Um, as long as it's not the same characters again. Yeah, it's not. I think it, I've heard it's like an urban setting. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. But I actually, I think, Man, I don't know. I just it's I don't enjoy the series, and you know my final rating of it when Ash, when you and I and and Mark initially or uh, Chris rather initially watched through it, I said that it was was it worth your time, and my answer was no. I didn't think it was, and um, I don't know. I feel like I might have liked the second season better than the first, um, but it's not great by any stretch. It's not even that good, but by probably about the. F- third episode or whatever i was kind of hooked and wanted not hooked i was intrigued enough that i wanted to continue it you were a sucker sucker. yeah exactly exactly and so i we ended up finishing it in just a few days so uh like i like i hypothesized when we watched it uh week week by week scream the tv series is definitely a show that is better binge watched than it is watching it week by week so you know, it is what it is. If you do, if you are interested at all in the, in the series, you know, it's definitely now that it's on Netflix, it's definitely the time to watch it. But yeah, I, I watched it last year and uh, I'll be honest, I can't recall most yeah. of it. Yeah. I know. I, I remember what mm-hmm. I hate a lot, but I like, 
any good parts I might have liked a year ago. I couldn't tell yeah. you what they are now. I, I just hated some of the characters so much. Like, I, no spoilers or anything, but like Gustafson or whatever his name is, the sheriff's son. Like, I, there was not a, I, don't, I can't yeah. think of another, a bigger douchebag I've ever seen on television than that asshole. Like, I just couldn't stand him. But, and there's just so many like red herrings that are so blatantly obvious, like that it's not them. And it's just like, ugh, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. But Ash, mm-hmm. you watched the second season, didn't you? And I think you liked it, didn't you? I enjoyed it, but I binged okay. it and yeah. and made fun of it a lot while we were watching it. So, you know, yeah. that was... Okay, so same same boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did think it was very good the first season, but yeah, it was still... I think I thought that too. I think I'd agree with you. Yeah. Excellent. So that's, I mean, really, that's all... That's all I've been doing the past week. Just uh, those couple things. I'm sure there were some other smaller things I'm just forgetting, but that's really uh, the two big things I want to talk about. So, Ash, what has been going on in your world of media recently? (laughs) Oh, what? Oh, you're serious. um, (laughs) Now, let's see. I finally got to get out to the movie theaters, saw Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, very good i still haven't seen that fucking movie oh you see that one in the theater it is absolutely worth it just for the visuals alone um Mm. but yeah i i love that one um my wife thought it was kind of boring i loved it so take that as you will she doesn't (laughs) she doesn't like star wars much anymore so oh okay no she doesn't dislike it but she's not yeah she's eh on it so right um but uh, the uh, no, I thought it was I thought it was really well done. But uh, now the I've uh, been doing that and been slowly going through Walking Dead, the current season, because we've been watching it as it airs, which I hate. oh okay um, I would rather yeah. been binging it, but whatever. <laughs> uh, we got through Stranger Things season two, which I thought was fantastic. Um, not quite as that's probably going to be what I use for next month because I I definitely need to re uh, to watch that one I haven't seen that one yeah so. it's it I I would say it's not quite as good as the first season but they are trying to do something different with it which I liked um gotcha. so so it it was cool um but then uh, mm-hmm. what else did I catch oh um uh, I've been watching Star Trek Discovery um. I'm I've been enjoying it. Some of it's beginning really mixed reactions from the, the diehard tricks fans. Um, I like the switch to the serial storytelling as a, you know, as opposed to an episodic storytelling, cause they can do more with it. Uh, in, I don't know. I think it's probably one of the stronger first seasons of a Trek show we've had in a long time. Uh, so I'm loving the hell out of it. I don't really care about, I mean, the the Klingon redesigns, for the sake of redesigning them, kind of bug me a little bit, but the show itself is solid, so I can't fault it for that. Good. Um, but uh, let's see what else. Anything interesting? Um, there was a bunch of stuff I watched on Netflix, but I think I'll save that for next week because I don't have it pulled. Gotcha. Up <laughs> okay. Yeah. No problem. Um, but uh, yeah, we just you know we have streaming working in the background. We were working on stuff in the house and stuff like that. So. Um, right, right. Oh God! But yeah. So other than that, most of my my time has been devoted to, you know, getting our house prepped to sell. So 
Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So um, very good. Yeah, it's out there. So you know, if, if you're if you're interested in moving to the Northwest Ohio area, feel free to, uh, to DM me and and somebody please buy my house, please. please. <laughs> oh man. Excellent. So what about you, Mark? Oh, big news, big news. Tonight, right before the podcast started recording, I beat Breath of the Wild. Oh, no shit. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm like, ah, we're about to record. I'm like, I gotta be, I'll be a few minutes late because there's cinematics happening. And (laughs) I spent over 110 hours in this game. So I'm going to watch my cinematics. So uh, yeah, just finished the game. And uh, I still have stuff left to do in it, obviously. Uh, but the main story is done. Uh, the boss was easier than I expected. I think I was kind of overpowered because I took so long to get to the final boss that I was. It, there was no way I was going to lose. Um, yeah, it wasn't a pretty fight, but uh, it uh, is over. So yeah, now I'm already debating if I want to get the DLC right away or not. It's about twenty dollars Canadian. And uh, I got so many oh, games okay. in, on the back burner. I kind of want to get those going before I jump to, you know, before I buy something else for game I already own. So, mm-hmm. so I might hold off for it for now and, and revisit. Um, I don't know yet, but I do know uh, that the next game I want to jump into would be the uh, remastered version of uh, Wonder Boy Three: The Dragon's Trap that got uh, oh okay that was released yeah. I think in April May ish last year. So right. you can play either with the 8-bit old Sega graphics or the revamped coat of paint they did with the new art. So, okay. uh, yeah, I think that's my next game. It should be short and sweet. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of pumped. I wasn't expecting to finish it tonight. So uh, Yeah, well, congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. It's been a long time coming. Yes, yeah, so I'll probably post about it. Well, I was, I was going to post about it maybe tomorrow, but since this podcast mm-hmm. won't get released uh, until Friday, I might wait till Sunday for it then. But uh, gotcha. I'll take some screen grabs um, as the cinematics are happening. I was I was very happy with myself. But uh, Good. yeah, it looked cool. The game, the game's so much fun. Like, yeah. you know, you you could motor through the game because I know for that games uh, AD uh, uh, games and quick uh, right uh, a marathon they had last week. The main event or at least the final game they were doing was a speed run of Breath of the Wild, which I think the guy did it under four hours. So I might actually wow. go on YouTube and rewatch that. Now that I've done the story, nothing's being spoiled right. anymore. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, minus maybe a shrine or two that I haven't, you know, uh, passed yet. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel relieved because I've been playing this game because I, I bought my Switch in, uh, I guess, March, April, whenever that came. It was in March. And yeah. I played Blaster Master Zero and I've been playing Mario Kart 8. But after Blaster Master finished that game, I jumped into uh, Zelda. And I've been playing that game ever since. So <laughs> it feels like a long journey is over. And I'm kind of sad it's done, to be honest with you. But oh, I'm uh, sure. again, there's still lots of game left I could play. A lot of stupid fetch quests for side missions, um, yeah. which I don't know if I'll do or not. But uh, the DLC <laughs> does look interesting. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, apart from that, uh, movie-wise, I haven't watched much at all. Um, I did get a chance. I started my uh, Kino uh, Kino Lorber uh, review challenge uh, this week, and I watched oh, yeah. 1980. I think it's 88's Big Business with Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin, which was okay. actually lots of fun. Uh, you know, t- like I mentioned my in my post, like today's comedies these days, it's all blue humor now. It's all, you know, mm-hmm. exposed penises 
and uh, you know, really vulgar <laughs> language, you know, which I find funny. Um, but watching this is like Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin are funny without being vulgar. And the film itself, it's yeah. PG, it's it's family wholesome, but it's also got some some adult humor in it without it being explicit, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. And uh, yeah, it was fun rewatching that because it's comedies like that that I grew up on, not specifically that film, because uh, eight-year-old me would not have been interested in a bed middle comedy. But now being 38, I can appreciate a film like that. So it was really cool to uh, revisit that or visit, revisit like that era's type of comedy. And uh, yeah, um, so that's done. Um, apart from that, last night at work, um, between 2 and 4 a.m., they uh, on IFC, they aired The Loved Ones from 2009, uh, uncut mm-hmm. but with commercials. Have you seen The Loved Ones before? Australian film? No. Okay. So it's about this guy who, uh, this girl who's not popular in school, asks him to prom. He says no. Her dad kidnaps him to have a prom at their house, and the whole family's messed up. It's fucked up. It's really good, but it is fucked up. It it used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there or not. Um, I still have to buy it. I don't even own this in my collection yet. But uh, yeah, it's called The Loved Ones, directed and written by uh, Sean Byrne or Byron. It's fucking fantastic. So I kind of freaked out a few of my coworkers last night because uh, I'd already seen it. They had not. And one guy's like, "Well, is it like Wolf Creek?" In my mind, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Wolf Creek." Didn't tell him that, obviously. <laughs> so it, it was pretty right. solid. Uh, is it torture porny? Eh, debatable. I don't like that term, but it, it's really good. It's really, really good. Uh, they don't have the same rules in Canada, do they, at work? You just watch whatever the fuck you want and there's dude, no, <laughs> That's on cares. TV. That was on IFC with commercials. So, oh, yeah, man. So this, is, this is like wow. from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. This played and I'm like, I am watching this before I go on vacation. And we did. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. apart from that, I'm watching a bit more of Hemlock Grove. I'm on episode six now of season three. So I've got five episodes to go. And uh, yeah, apart from that, since our last podcast, I've pretty much worked every day. So that's about it for me, uh, movie and media-wise. Excellent. Well, a, a nice short week in media from all of us then. That's <laughs> yeah, not it's a not problem. a 50-minute segment like last time. Exactly. That's sometimes that works. <laughs> All right. Well, then, fuck it. Let's move over to our review for All the right. week. Cold Prey 2 from 2008. So, as always, there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers for Cold Prey 2 and Cold Prey, I am sure. So, keep that in mind as we move forward. There will be spoilers. So, Cold Prey 2 had saw an original Norwegian theatrical release date, or had an original theatrical release date, of October 10th, 2008. It was directed by Matt Stenberg, so a different director, written by Thomas Moldestad, so the one of the same writers from the original. It has an IMDb score of 6.2 out of the 7,409 votes. It has no Metacritic score, no tomato meter score, but an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 54%. It currently has a 3.10 out of 5 stars on Letterboxd based on the 665 ratings. I could not find any budgetary information on the film, but it did gross $3.38 million and it clocks in at a whopping 86 minutes. So, Ash, what is your history with Cold Prey 2? 
Well, the first I'd even heard of it was when you said, oh, yeah, by the way, we're reviewing this. So, Okay. <laughs> Very good. Now, did you watch the first one? No, I didn't, actually. Um, okay, so jumping right into the sequel? Uh-huh, yeah. I, I knew it was okay. a direct sequel, and uh, I kind of figured it would give me enough to go on what happened from the first one, and it did. So I was just like, oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay, sounds good. And Mark... This is the first time you're watching yeah, Cold Prey 2 as right. well, right? Yeah, excellent. And me too. So first time viewing for all of us. Very good. So like I said, last week I rented Cold Prey from Amazon and it was in standard definition and it was uh, um, dubbed. So it was in English, which was very distracting and annoying. Um, but this week I rented Cold Prey 2 from Vudu for $3.99 and it was in HDX, so it was in HD, and it was in Norwegian with English subtitles. So thank God for that. So it was a much more pleasant experience just in terms of watching it. Yeah, so I and like same that. with me. I uh, I bought the DVD as well for this film, like I did for the first one. Um again, I believe it was a Scream Factory release. And uh, the subtitles were a lot better this time because uh, I could actually read what the headlines and newspapers were saying and like what buildings had written on. They actually displayed uh, the actual English uh, translation. Yeah, so, so did mine. Yeah. yeah, so I found that the uh, this uh, 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 subtitle track is a lot better than the first one. Good. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, mine, I, I would agree 100% because I was noticing that when uh, the paper was coming up because I remembered you mentioning it, mentioning it last week that it it wasn't showing you what the newspaper said. So yeah, I was happy that mine did. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I love the, the cold look of these opening credits that we have here. Um, Like you have like the frozen bodies adding a lot to this whole feel to it. I really like that. I thought it was a really well done credit sequence. Yeah. Well, it actually kind of, you know, shows, uh, what uh, our killer, which did you catch the name of the killer in this film? Because I still don't know for sure what the guy's name was. No, I just kept calling. I just kept referring to him as the killer. Yeah, that's what I wrote down in my notes. Uh, yeah. But it just shows, you know, uh, because as we're traversing through the uh, through the crevice, we're seeing all the bodies that have piled up over the years, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. very cool. And also what's kind of nice too is that you realize that there has been no thought, like there was no like – he just got rid of them. He he found the people. They were more nuance, uh, nu, nu, uh, a nuisance. I guess they were a nuisance. I was going to okay. say nuances, but they're they're <laughs> they're a nuisance to him. Uh, you know, he doesn't use them for food or for sexual gratification. They're right. just like, they're like mosquitoes. He swats them, mm-hmm. he throws them away, which is kind of refreshing in a way. Yeah, it's it's different. That's for sure. Yeah. I just love like I just love the Norwegian setting of these films. Uh, the cinema it just makes for some awesome cinematography. Yeah, like even just in the parking lot when uh, the the doctor, what was her name, Camilla, Camilla, yeah, walks out to see. Uh, I, it's not. Oh, yeah, it's they didn't say it that way in the film, but him, Ola. Ola, yeah, whatever it was. And uh, like, even just in that parking lot, I was like, damn, like, I just love this, like, country, like, the settings that this country inspires. It just, they look so good. Well, yeah, you know, I also noticed that when the police are using their snowmobiles to get to the, uh, to the glacier crack. Yeah. And you just saw, like, a wide shot of this kidoo and the 
bobcat type of vehicle mm-hmm. crossing the plain with the mountains in the background. It's a sunny day with the snow. Beautiful shot. Oh, it absolutely is. I love that. Yeah, I can only imagine how it looks in HD because even my DVD, it looked really good. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, the movie looks so much better in HD. Ash, how did you watch this one? Was it in HD or standard def? Uh, it was streaming standard. Okay, very good. Yeah, um, that's why I did the first one, but I, I was glad that Voodoo had the HDX for an extra dollar. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. So and did you guys check to see if this film was on Shutter or not? Uh, it's uh, not. It, I thought it was. They the, they had the, a they had an ad saying it was for. Um, and I didn't go that route, but it, you could watch it on the with the free trial. But so yeah. Cold Prey one was on Shutter, but Cold Prey two was not because I was going to get Shutter last week. Yeah. Uh, just for like a month or whatever. Uh, okay. But it was not. Cold Prey two wasn't on there, so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to spend five bucks for Shutter for the month, but I'm still going to have to pay for. Cold Prey 2 and I'm still not going to get the rest of the movie so I was like fuck it yeah so, yeah yeah no Don't do let, it. <laughs> just uh f- for reference let the right one in is available on shutter um if anyone needs to find that one but uh and you can sign up for like a seven day free shutter trial blah 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 but I every time like I keep getting the emails that it's like, you know, get shutter for six months for 20 bucks or whatever. But it's just yeah. like, I look through it and I just don't see anything that I really want to watch. And so I'm like, really? I'm I, not find, worthwhile. I find the original content that they're adding to their service is pretty fucking awesome. Uh, so again, I subscribed in, I think, November on Black Friday. Um, I, mm. I honestly still haven't watched anything yet on shutter. Yeah. Um, just because I haven't had the chance. And then of course, you know, last year was my stupid challenge. So I haven't had a chance to do any browsing on them yet, but yeah. uh, they've got some pretty cool stuff that I want to dip into. But I just I got to find a time. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I'm afraid if I want to pay for it, I'm not going to use it. And it's like, oh, what's the point? Like, I'm already paying 10 bucks a month for MoviePass and I'm yeah. not using it at all. Like, I need to just cancel it at this point because I never go to the fucking movies. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's really too bad that's not available in Canada. I'd be all over that. Right. Wait, wait, yeah. oh, do, oh, so you, have been, have you, you haven't been using it, but... Um, you're talking about that one movie service where you can just go and watch whatever for a low price, right? Yeah. Uh, so I pay 10 bucks a month. I can go to the movie theater uh, 365 days a year if I wanted to. It's once every 24 hour period. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you get one free ticket to a standard like showing of any of the film. So it, it's a, it's a impeccable deal. And if you go to the theater more than fuck more than twice a month, like it's, it's paying for itself, yeah. Absolutely paying for itself, yeah. My coworker, my old coworker, she, her and her boyfriend go to the theater like at least three times a month, and I keep telling them sign up for it, sign up for it, and they're like, oh, I know, I need to, I need to, but they still haven't. I'm like, man, you were like wasting so much money. Like, <laughs> you would save so it, much if you signed up for it. Now, because um, I was thinking about doing this after we get all settled and everything, does it? Um, like, do they have like a limit on it or do they tell you, you know, you know, you get it for price for a year or how does that work? Well, it's, it's nine ninety nine per month and there's like they say in the disclosures, like the price can change, but it hasn't. And I've had it for a few months now, four months now. Um, and so like with anything, like with Netflix, with anything the the price can change is not, it's not guaranteed for any length mm-hmm. of time. But uh, they were offering, I don't know if they still are or not, but they were offering for like a year pass for like 90 bucks or 80 bucks or something. So it was even cheaper. It only ended up being like six bucks a month or something ridiculously low. But 
I didn't end up doing it because you just got to pay for it up front, and I didn't uh, I didn't do that. But okay, definitely worth it. If you, the the problem with it is though, you, it takes a long time to get the card because you have to have the card in order to start. Or this is actually a common misconception. You actually don't have to have the the debit card that they send you. You can just use the app on any fil- uh, any theaters that allow you to do the electronic ticketing. There's only a handful that do that. But if one of the theaters you plan to go to uses that, then you can start using it the day you sign up. Okay. Um, um, does AMC do it? Card. Yeah, they currently they do. Yes, okay. uh, but it's you need to like put in, get the app, and put in your um, zip code to see exactly what theaters uh, allow it. Because like ninety percent of theaters allow it, but there's some that don't. Uh, the three that I go to near me, they happen to all allow it, um, but only one does the electronic tickets but we've actually switched to that one now because it's we just it's easier because then i can book it online before i get there and i can buy bridget's ticket through their app because it's like an mjr and there's no fees blah 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 whatever and so we just ended up switching to it but yeah i really like the electronic ticketing it works really well and you don't have to wait for the card but the cool thing is even if you are waiting for the card they don't charge like your first month doesn't begin until you activate your card and so you actually have to have it to do that so you're not missing out on anything. It just takes time to to get it. Uh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, my movie pass discussion. Oh, moving on from that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's just I was I was actually no. like interested in doing it. I knew you had it. So yeah, exactly. No, I highly recommended. I just for personally, I just haven't used it because I'm lazy and don't leave the house very often. But except for work, of course. But yeah, so. Um, Back to Cold Prey 2. I, I was very impressed by, I just kind of call them Olay the entire time, but it's not how they say it. But Olay's uh, driving in the snow skills because he misses, um, uh, what's her name? Janicki? Janicki, yeah. She, he misses Janicki like very barely, but he still missed her. I was like, damn, good driving skills, Olay. Good for you. What I loved about that scene though was the shot of, her, we see the shot of her standing uh, through the mirror. Like we were, the camera's facing the mirror, and we see her standing behind. And then she faints. Mm-hmm. The door opens. We lose her, and then he closes it. And then we see him running to her. I thought that was just a really like cool and unique shot. I really like that. And it's just like the way her body was was uh, was just looking. You know, kind of like mm-hmm. she's like using the pickaxe to kind of keep herself propped up. She's on yeah. her last little bit of energy before she like you know crumbles this is by chance that uh ole is there to to pick her up i just like the whole like the way right. just the way she looked so frozen because we know what happened in the first film and uh, what she's mm-hmm. gone through and yeah a very cool very cool scene definitely definitely was yeah i one of the things i did like about this the whole the whole film feels like halloween 2 not the not the mm-hmm. uh, Rob Zombie Halloween Two. I'm talking about the original Halloween Two. Like oh the, yeah, the setup, the feel, the way that they shot a lot of it. Um, yeah, it just it. I thought it was fantastic that way. Like it was a great homage, but it, in, in unintentional or not, but it feel you know it stands on its own. But it was just that right. was I love that the feel back you know harkening back to that well yeah absolutely that's a note i wrote down a couple uh, like a couple lines later was i was like so this movie is halloween too then right like it absolutely <laughs> feels like halloween too well, practically even the way that the killer 
uh, you know, uh, yeah. props himself up. Uh, but exactly. before killing the, uh, the the young cop who likes the nurse, you know, seeing mm-hmm. just him in the mirror, uh, propping up like Undertaker, and then you know, right. killing uh, killing his first victim. Uh, th- this yeah. film is it, it's 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 like the uh, Norwegian version of Halloween. It's exactly it right. Is. You know, we don't really know the guy's name. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he, he doesn't speak. Uh, we don't know really why he does it. Like, we really don't know. Um, right. Just that he's evil, kind of like how Mike Myers was evil, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So th- would you say this is a ripoff of Halloween? No, but it's very there's very parallel lines uh, between both films. Yeah, it's it's very clear that the the writers saw and the director saw uh, spent time with Halloween too before making this. Oh yeah. Um there was this really small moment where the sheriff he's getting ready to leave for to go look in like the ice crevice or whatever and he's on the phone with his wife or whoever it is and he's like ask and he asks the person to tape around Norway for him and i thought that was mm-hmm. just a really small stupid moment but i really liked it because it humanized him and makes it you know just feel more relatable and i really like that about it it's just smart writing and it sucks when he gets his fate later on because you know he's got a wife waiting for him yep. you know and his wife is like well make sure you eat exactly you know yeah. and like yeah don't forget to tape my show tonight i'll, I'll be home late right. you know yeah uh, because like the the way this the the way this is situated is like whatever town they're in, I forget exactly what it's called, mm-hmm. but it's like it's a rural town, right? You yeah. know, uh, the the city police or the provincial police officers can only come in the morning. Yes, you know? exactly. So it's, it's up it's up to them to take care of everything until uh, until the cavalry comes. Right, and that's a big so, sticking point because that's why when uh, Camilla tells Olay that they've got the job in is it Oslo maybe or wherever the hell it is, that's a that's yeah. the big city versus, you know, what Ole likes is the country life, so. Yeah, and, and just to make sure, I, Ole was more like a park ranger, right, than a police officer? Okay, that's what I wasn't sure because, so later on in the film, I, Camilla calls, she, hit, she gets one moment to use her phone and she, instead of calling the police, she called Ole. And so I'm yeah. thinking, that's stupid. That's a really dumb choice. But then Ole gets there and he's wearing like a police uniform or like the vest, which he could have just been wearing the vest. But then I'm thinking yeah. back, well, why would they have had him go look at the crevice if they had the car there? So maybe he is a cop, but maybe what you're saying is more accurate. He's not a cop. He's yeah. a park ranger. That is like a special constable or something yeah. where, you know, he assists the police because he's like a mountaineer. So maybe he does like, uh, like, like mountain rescue. That could be. Yeah. 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 You know? I so I don't that. think. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's why I think he's more of a park ranger that, you know, because he's there, he's backing these guys up because there are only four guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I think either way, it makes sense that Camilla would call him uh, even because he, you know, he basically, he's not the police necessarily, but he has access to them or. You know, and it's, it's a number like she's panicked, right? Yeah, it's a number she knows exactly. It's in her phone already, so she can auto dial. What I did find funny though is that the, his like voicemail message mm-hmm. was there, like it was a both of them. It was a message of them together. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's like a communal cell phone or something. Exactly. I don't know, which is kind of weird. Right. Or maybe you know the uh, line gets diverged to the home line if nobody answers yeah. the cell phone. Right. I don't know, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked the little boy Daniel. I thought he was a little cutie, and uh, he was rocking out that DS. I was like, "Yeah, get it, Daniel." 
<laughs> I just liked yeah. him. But I liked most of it. Like, actually, I liked all the cast in this film. Oh, I did too. Um, yeah. You know, I liked Herman as the uh, as the main doctor in mm-hmm. a hospital um, who seemed that he had a – either he had a thing with Camilla or he still has a thing for Camilla. Right. Because um, there's that one scene where he holds, his, holds her hand for like a brief moment mm-hmm. and then they lose the power in the hospital. Yeah. Obviously, there's a history between them. And that's um, interesting because it's another like love story that maybe or love connection, at least that wasn't necessary. Kind of like in the first one with Morton yeah. Tobias and yeah. Yannick. Like it's just it's there, but it's not necessary. But it's I don't know. It's kind of interesting. So it just adds another layer about how much he actually made, he rides her maybe at the at the hospital because right. it's kind of hard on her. Yeah, especially yeah. after she brings uh, Yannick to the uh, to the morgue. Mm-hmm. He's not too happy with her, and then he she disobeys him again yeah. by not giving him or giving her the um, uh, tranquilizers. Right, exactly. But, but, and that but was deep down, he still cares for her. You know, mm-hmm. and that was one question I had. Like, why did Camilla bring Yannick down to the morgue, like to look at her dead friends? Did did she ask for that? No, no. Camilla volunteered it. Okay, yeah. that's like that just seems weird, and that honestly well, that felt like. A little on like it felt a little long. Like the pacing on it was a little slow for me. That See, moment, I didn't mind that because it kind of gives uh, Yannicky some closure. You know, not just, yes, you're able to. Yeah. Oh, sorry, like, like yes, you're able to fish her friends out of the crevice. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny. Let's say you own two cats, okay, mm-hmm. and the cats are are bonded, <laughs> and one of the cat dies. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't give the other cat time. With the other cat's body, it will always look for that cat around the house because it doesn't know it's gone for good. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, in a way, I kind of see it that way, where it kind of it's kind of cathartic for her that she gets to see, you know, at least her friends won't be forever in the crevice. The bodies are there; they might give her a proper burial. Yeah, you know, um, it's just whoopsies on Camilla's part for not closing the body bag on the killer. Right, <laughs> you know. But uh, actually, I, I didn't mind that scene. I thought it was like a well, some type of closure. It, it's not just closure. It's also it sets up more of them sedating her, more reason for them to sedate her. And, no, and that's more, true, too. Yeah. And reason for her to come down when everybody starts freaking out because and they right. start getting down there to take care of that thing. But yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. I felt I really liked the nurse who had a really different name, Oddhild or something. I, I don't know how to say that. Um, yeah, I really liked her and I felt so bad for her because she just kept trying to do her fucking job. First, the horny little cop comes, scares her. Then Camilla just appears out of nowhere and scares her. I'm like, God damn, leave this woman alone. She's just trying to do what she was told to do. Kept getting scared. And then she's like, uh, not the first death, but second death. So I mean, yeah, pretty that, close. And- and that that young cop kind of bugged me because he had such a crush on her. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> he, he just, he wasn't doing his job. He was thinking with his other head. Exactly. She, she didn't seem that into him until he took a punch to the face by from Yannicky. And <laughs> right. she, had, she had to fix his nose up. Because yeah. up until then, she thought he was a bit of a nuisance. Mm-hmm. And And the idiot, like, wasn't laughing at her jokes. I'm like, she just told you a joke. And then you just kind of like looked at her and you made it awkward. Like you're terrible at this flirting thing. The kid looked young. Like yeah. he looked really young. And I think he made a mention that he was still living with his mom or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like it would surprise me if he actually still was because, right. uh, yeah, he not good at the flirt. 
as young as he looked, I thought the cop that was in the car at the toward the end, yeah. when the girls were in the cop car with him, I thought he looked even younger. I was like, geez, they fucking hire him young here in Norway. Well, to be let, the thing is, because it's so cold and we get to uh, the explanation where the heart beats a little slower sometimes, so there's less <laughs> cellular decomposition, yeah. um, you remain youthful longer because the cells <laughs> take along to the grade. So it makes there lots it of sense. Yep. And you only work like a 33-hour work week and you get paid more than you do in the States. So yeah, all good reasons that Norway is a cool place to be. Well, they also right. they also hire you know young hot looking you know blonde dudes to be on the police force. So there's that. Too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. So we're all in, is what Ash is saying. We are good to go. We're moving to Norway, becoming cops. I would move in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amen to that. Um. Yeah, and what I thought was interesting, and it wasn't like a, a this is not a, a negative thing or anything, just something I found interesting. I initially I thought that like Camilla was the quote unquote like the boss, you know, she was the one. Mm-hmm. But then obviously that's at the beginning because like uh, what's his name Herman is like sitting down like playing with a Rubik's cube behind a computer screen. He just doesn't feel like he's in charge. But then later on, obviously, her, we find out that Herman is the one in charge. He's the doctor technically because he says. To, uh, Camilla might be a doctor, but she's not like as far along as he is, at least, because he says, I know one day you're going to make a, a great doctor or whatever. Yeah, maybe and she's so that, still doing her rounds, like her, like her hours. Her residency. To become, that's the word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting relationship between those two, yeah. made even more interesting by the fact of that the love handle. connection of sorts or yeah. whatever was happening there. Now, at the same time, too, like he's playing with a Rubik's Cube just because mm-hmm. there's fuck all to do. Like, no, it, exactly. Like, you know, I know. The, the hospital is being shut down. Which yeah. gives it a bit of a, a assault on precinct thirteen feel to it, you know. Oh, that's I totally forgot about that aspect. But yeah, they talk about that, and they have the balloons and shit. I forgot all about that. Yeah, so it's like you know, last night at the hotel, you know, what's going to yeah. happen or hospital? Sorry, uh, <laughs> either way, you know. So this this way again, it parallels another Carpenter film, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, exactly. Interesting. Very true. Um, I absolutely love the shot of the cop finding all the dead bodies buried in the snow where the killer was throwing them. That is such a cool shot. And it adds just so much history to the killer, Mm -hmm. his backlog. I love that. He's been doing it for a long time. Exactly. I think I didn't write this down, but I think I noticed it when we watched it. So uh, the like the sheriff or whatever his title is, he goes back to the office when he realizes what's happening and he starts looking through his files and there's like a picture up on the board. And it's a guy, there's like three people. I think the three guys, one of them's wearing the big sunglasses, the big dark sunglasses. The other one's wearing the, uh, like a knit cap, like a beanie, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I think those are both items that she and he were wearing in the first film. And I was like, oh, I like that. Cause I think that's the picture of those items and where they came from. I really like that about it. Super small moment. They didn't even, they didn't linger on it at all. But I noticed it, and I, it just really felt like those were the uh, the same items from the first film, and I really like that. Ah, I don't recall that at all. Yeah. Um, one another shot that I thought was just so fucking like brilliant. She comes down and she sees them trying to revive the killer. Yes. And she is, and then all of a sudden she screams, but all we hear is the monitor sounds taking over right before she like so we don't hear her scream i thought that was such an awesome shot so well done sound design wise and it's it's in slow motion you know and again it it just it reminded me like ash had said of halloween too 
mm-hmm. you know, where she she isn't some badass, you know, fighter. She just, you know, she's dealing. And, and this is what I like about this film, because like a lot of horror movies, you know, that don't have sequels, the final mm-hmm. girl beats the beats the monster, and then you know, fade to black. So movies like Halloween two, even Zombies H two, um, even Aliens, yeah. it just deals with the PTSD that uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, a victim or a survivor should say will feel after the fact. And like Halloween two, or this is like either a this might be a day, even hours after the final confrontation, how fragile mm-hmm. she is. But then when she knows that danger is approaching, she's ready to fight. And like she was ready right. to, to fight all the doctors to not revive this killer, and exactly, yeah, I, I love that scene. And of course, the doctors have the uh, have their uh, Hippocratic oath where they have to, you know, right? Yep, so, exactly. Yeah, it, it was a very cool scene. I, I love that scene. Definitely. Another line I really liked from the nurse. Was, so like they're flirting or whatever he's trying to, and and. Um, she said he i forget what he, she, he said or she said like you know i uh, the boys like this uniform or whatever and then he <laughs> says oh yeah me too and she's like well because you attract a lot of boys in that uniform and i thought that was hilarious yeah. uh talking to the cop i really liked that i just i thought she was a good character i thought so too um, and she made the most of what she had and she was the nudity in the film which we got but we didn't really get me no, though third, like they don't even show uh, we got a third of a butt cheek and i will take <laughs> Because with the age rate, that's at least half a cheek Canadian. So I am okay with that. Oh, man. I know. I was waiting for that camera to keep going. I'm like, hey, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden, I really like that too because like they had these really cool quick cuts. Like you're like a boom. And then it was her like drying off. And then like a couple seconds later, another boom. And it was her like in fully clothed. And I thought those were really cool. But yeah, I was waiting for that uh, camera to keep moving. I'm kind of glad there was no new in this film. Because it would kind of hurt the vibe of the series. No, seriously, though. Words Mark have never said before. In no, his but life. I'm all I'm all about the, <laughs> the integrity of the of the of the mood of the film. Integrity. Who the fuck is this guy on the podcast? All of a sudden, the integrity of the mood over the nudity. Bitch, oh my god! Are you sure you don't oh. have the flu? Uh, I'm a little stuffed <laughs> up, but I'm, I'm medicated with here. I'm just, uh, but no, I, I know what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm just joking, but I know what you're saying. Like, let, let's say we would have had a sex scene in the movie. It would have kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just, it would have kind of wrecked the flow of the of the mood of the film, yeah. you know? Because there's really no right. need for that in this film. And plus, it's so fucking yeah. cold. Who wants to get naked? I know. You know? It's, it's so damn cold. Oh, man. So the first kill in Cold Prey 2 happens at the 38-minute yes. mark. So it was the 43-minute mark, I believe, in the first one. Um, but with this one, I absolutely love the shot of the killer sitting up in the mirror, like you already yep. mentioned, behind the cop as he's – and, like, yes. the cop's smiling oh. as he's, you know, just done with this terrible flirting. Yeah. And it just made the whole thing sad because it's like, oh, this young guy exactly. – he thinks he's about to do something, you know, maybe get her number or whatever. And then oh, he done. finally gets a successful flirt with her, you know? Yeah, so exactly. she leaves the room. He's happier than the pig and shit. Buddy yes. boy behind him, you know, who's still uh, handcuffed. So he has no reason to think that he's in any danger. Sits right. up Undertaker, 
uh, Undertaker-like, and then takes a yeah. bunch of, not just a scalpel, takes a handful of scalpels and just cuts his neck. Like, oh. Right. And there's so much blood, and already the kills are better than the kills in Cold Prey 1. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Uh, such an improvement on the kills overall. So I've, I'm excited to keep talking about him as yes. we go on here. So then obviously the nurse, the nurse is killed. Um, oh God, that, that hurt. I was cringing. Cause uh, it, it's like, he lets her like, usually it's like, usually they, you know, it's like they look up, they see the killer and the killer just does it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one. Yeah. He let the realization sit in and just, she goes through a whole range of shit before he even starts. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, damn. Yeah, I'm surprised by that because usually, you know, he kills and it's the next thing. This time, he gets her from behind after he shows up, after she turns the lights on and he's behind her, hits her with a fire extinguisher. And then next thing you know, they're in the shower, water is running. Yeah. She wakes up and then he smashes her again with the fire extinguisher. It was so weird. Like, you know, exactly why? That's what I kept thinking. I'm like, that's so strange. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was puzzled to the reason for that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping we'd find out in Coldplay 3, but I checked MDB today and apparently Coldplay 3, not Coldplay, Jesus Christ. Yes, there it is. Um, Apparently the the third one in the series is a prequel set in the 80s, which makes you want to watch this even more now. What? Yeah, it, it's it's a it's an eighties. Uh, uh, oh my god! Yeah, exactly. So I gotta find it. Hmm. I know. Me too. So I think it was interesting because we are in a similar spot here in Cold Part Two, where we have a small number of people in this hospital to kill. Mm-hmm. But this time around, one one of the positives is that we have these other cops that can come back and act as father. Yep. And I wrote this down, you know, kind of stream of consciousness. And um, so obviously that's what happens. And so I think that makes for a better, you know, more interesting uh, slasher. And the kills are already better at this point than they were in the first film. Well, it, which it's you know. part of the scream rules, right? If you have a sequel, bigger mm-hmm. body count and blood your body count. Exactly. So, and they, they did yeah. it perfectly for cold three. Yeah. Well, the Definitely. thing the thing with that too is, uh, and I didn't see the first one, so I. But mm-hmm. when they get after the hotel, uh, and they find more bodies uh, in the frozen crack, yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh shit! Yeah, I know. I love that shot. It's such a cool shot, and it makes sense because as of the first film, with the opening sequence, you know, with the opening credits. You right. see all the stories of missing skiers. Well, there they yep, are. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved the, I guess, the nightmare scene. Um, that hand pounding on the glass door mm-hmm. as she stares at it from the other end of the hallway. That was just fantastic. Just a cool fucking shot. And it makes sense that it was a nightmare sequence, though, because that whole thing, like, there was nothing really, like, realistic about it. It just looked really yeah. cool. And I think that's why it made me even happier that it wasn't real. It was in fact a nightmare sequence, but I really like that whole shot. Such a cool yeah, moment. And it just shows and she's kind of hallucinating in her dreams because yeah. she's doped up now. Right. Because they exactly. gave her a sedative when she, she attacked in slow motion. So her mind is running the gamut with all these drugs in her. So, and, and mm-hmm. I like the fact that when she did wake up and the kid cut her, op- or cut her, uh, her bindings free, 
that she went to the mm-hmm. pharmacy because again, from the first film, she's she's medically educated, you know. Yeah, if some, and she got know. smelling salts to get herself out of that daze. So right, yeah. So cool. Again, it's a small scene, uh, but it's important. Hmm. Um, and make note. I love the fact that um, what the fuck in Norwegian is the fuck. <laughs> That made me very happy. <laughs> I was like, I was reading, what the fuck? And he says, the fuck? I'm like, oh, all right. I need to learn Norwegian. Universal translator. Uh, exactly. Uh, um, I, Herman's death, I thought, uh, was man, fantastic. I, I missed my opportunity. It could have been like crazy Swedes just now. And Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. They're Norwegian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I loved Herman's death. Just like. Him snapping his head oh. back until his spine. Oh god! Awesome. Oh, oh fucking awesome. Oh my god. Yeah, it was total. So gruesome. See, and, and just, the thing man. is, I was expecting him to grab him by the back of the hair and like mash his face through the like metal stairs. Into this. And exactly. So was, yeah. So what he did was just completely unexpected. But it was just like, oh my god. Ah oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was great. Herman. I know. Man, I really love the killer in this. Um, like his outfit, it just he looks genuinely creepy. Even creepier, I would argue, than in, in the first film. And I think it works so well. He's such a big man, too. It just he seemed presence. more lanky in this one, like tall and lanky. Yeah. Kind of like the yeah. the actor who played uh, you know, the the really tall, crazy guy in the house of Thousand Corpses. Yeah, that's what I figured you were gonna say. Kind of felt yeah. he had that build. Instead, but the mm-hmm. first film, he looked more muscular and more like more square. And yeah. in this one, even yeah, though it's I, like, so I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know if it's the same actor or not, but he right. seemed a little more gaunt in the sequel. <laughs> but yet, only 24 hours is between both films. So, <laughs> right, yeah. right. Well, he did die. So, uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, His heart so, slowed down. So, he lost 21 ounces, right? <laughs> or is it is it, ounces. Is it 21 ounces the soul or is it seven ounces what's that movie called i i, I don't ounce i don't even know what you're talking about i have no yeah, idea movie, will smith about how you know when you when you die your body weighs seven pounds no you no i don't think your soul seven pounds <laughs> uh, uh, I'll, I'll have to find it but uh yeah there's this film where they say you know when you pass away that your body weighs about seven ounces less because that's the weight of your soul Oh really? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually going know. through this right now. Here, uh, going on his. Uh, maybe it's not Will Smith. Maybe I'm full of shit. Anyways, whatever. Yeah, interesting. I have yeah. not heard that. But... Seven pounds. Oh, it is seven. Is it seven pounds? No, no, it's not seven pounds. Okay, seven pounds <laughs> is not. Yeah, that's like. A, yeah, that's like a good that's shit. A that's, that's a really good shit. Anyways, yeah. continue. Oh, you know who's in it? Uh, what's her name? Who was married to Lee Schreiber? Uh, uh, Watts. Uh, Watts. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts? Yeah, she's Naomi in Naomi Watts. She's in that film. So let me, uh, let's vamp our time here and look. And we've got... That's 21 it. grams. 21 grams. I was right. Okay. Okay. Ah, see? There we go. And what's the tagline? There it is. 21 grams in 2003. Um, they say we all lose 21 grams at the exact moment of our death. The weight... Of a stack of nickels, the weight of a chocolate bar, the weight of a hummingbird. How much? That's a strange tagline. How much does life weigh? Uh, is this a horror movie? I can't imagine it is. It's, it's a, okay, a crime drama thriller. A freak accident brings together a criminy or a critically ill mathematician, a grieving mother, and a born again ex-con. 
That sounds boring. Yeah, that sounds strange. All right. So Coldplay 2. Uh, anyways. Um, yes. <laughs> Coldplay 2. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, this is obviously we found out. So the killer was stillborn, dead for four hours, and then just came back to life. And of course, we find out here that's a similar type of thing happened where his heart just slowed to like seven to 10 beats a minute or whatever it was. And so he wasn't really dead. He just looked like he was dead, uh, making this whole thing more palatable. The fact that he uh, yeah. was quote unquote dead. Um, then all of a sudden, Daniel pops back out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, fuck, I forgot about Daniel. Don't kill Daniel. I forgot all about him. Oh, uh, I wanted Daniel dead. You wanted him dead? Oh, my God. Oh, him against the killer? Hell yeah. Oh, person. I was hoping. Oh, man. No, I was glad Daniel didn't die. And I like how his story like resolved. That was like, oh, good, good. Now Daniel's gone and everyone's happy. Thank God. Everyone except Mark who has no soul. He's he's 21 grams less than all of us. (laughs) Yeah, it's because I'm on keto. That's why. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So I love that Yannicky like – basically turns into this doctor in the first movie and then she turns into this mother figure here for daniel without much thought like she is just a genuine badass i love her character so much i think she's so cool well i think she's more a general of a good person like again you know she's obviously in the in the medicine field so you know her her big, uh, you know, she's about to, she's all about saving lives. So she wanted to make sure that kid got out uh, okay. Yeah, and that's which I, awesome. I found. I found weird. I, I expected that Daniel's mom would be like a bit of a maybe a, an addict or a prostitute, mm-hmm. just because you know they asked the hospital to keep him overnight <laughs> one more night. Right. So obviously, she's a single mom uh, because when she, they get reunited, she's well dressed. Yeah. So obviously, she you know she had to work or something, but it's still kind of funny, like. Yeah, keep me one more night. You right. know, keep him there one morning because I got to work. <laughs> I really thought he'd be like a, uh, a despicable mother, but she seemed she seemed okay in that brief moment we saw her. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, I so you're talking. I was talking a little bit about the the figure of the killer and his size, and I love that shot of him coming into the light at the end of the hallway as Camille is like searching for Herman. Uh, just it's just so intimidating how large he looks and Mm -hmm. he comes literally out of the darkness and there he is and it's just so fucking cool and then yannicky saves the day again my girl yep so they all they make it out daniel save i I wrote down that i thought the cops were acting weird but that's there was nothing of that it was just they were trying to make everyone calm and they were going to have a plan of attack before they just drove like flew back in to try to find the killer which is fine um and uh i when they get back in there they i love the fact that the killer like sets this trap at the young cop's body from earlier in the film i thought that was a really cool moment Dude, I was clapping the first time I saw that. Because, <laughs> what, but it, it makes sense for this guy to be a savvy hunter because mm-hmm. he's been surviving on his own since he's so young, right? Exactly. So the fact that he was able to divide and conquer the cops, yeah, I thought it was genius. Like I really dug that sequence. I know it was oh, very yeah. cool. Scene. I, I was just like, if, as soon as they pulled that one dude in, and then the t- the other two cops split up, I'm like, oh, they're fucked. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> and they totally were. I love like 
the the cop in the car so they're all freaking out or like you could see they showed the shot from the car you could just see like the um the muscle flashes yeah that was so cool um but then man the young cop at the car just gets destroyed instantly with whatever that knife or spear whatever the hell was through his head and i was like holy shit mm-hmm. God, yeah. man, it was so cool and uh so then uh you know they get out and yannicky has the gun and um, I'm just like, shit, shoot the fucker a dozen times in the head. Just be done. I was like, fuck Cold Prey 3. I didn't realize it was a prequel. Um, like, just fuck it. Just shoot him and be done. Um, but then she goes over to, like, make sure because she hears uh, Camille yelling. And then she turns back and he's gone, of course. Um, but then Yannick proves that she can be just a one-of-a-kind badass motherfucker um, and decides to go after the killer after he disappears into the mountains, I was like, God damn. And awesome. What, I like the shot of her peering into the woods. Yes. Knowing that he's gone, but knowing where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just that look of determination on her face. Like I got to finish this, you know? Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I thought it was very cool. I yeah. Know, so cool. That was awesome. <laughs> I love it. She gets there and it's like, Oh, well that's why she went back. She, she forgot her sweater. So she just needed her sweater back. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I did like that sequence, you know, when she's in the cabin and she's signing mm-hmm. the guest book. Oh, yeah. I love that. And and uh, they had uh, – what's his name? Uh, what's the redhead's name from the first film? Uh, Morton. Mor- Mor- uh, Tobias Morton? Yeah. Morton Tobias. Tobias. But she actually wrote his full name. I know. So it, I know. It, it must have been an ongoing joke with them. Like they just right. called him by his full name, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I did like that because it had a feel of like, this is going to end tonight type of mm-hmm. feeling. You know, it, it was yeah. it was just her second herself up like, yeah, I got to do this for my friends. And right. uh, yeah, I was like, you go, girl. You, you fucking yeah. do that. Yeah, Absolutely. I thought it was a nice touch. Another moment I think was kind of strange and it harkens back to what he did with the nurse. Um, why would the killer not just kill her while she's sleeping? Like, why wait for her to wake up and then try to kill her? Because she's sleeping in the um, abandoned hotel when the killer is there. Because he's in the he's in the place when she wakes up. Like, why not just kill her already? The way I see it is that he's kind of like an animal, right? Because he never mm-hmm. speaks. He's very animalistic. Right. I think he's playing with his prey at this point, which could explain oh. why he uh, he uh, yeah. didn't kill the nurse earlier on. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, he's just playing with his prey before he finishes it off. Yeah, I mean that can work. It makes sense to who he is as a as a, an individual that we know so far. So yeah, and then I just on yes, the slow motion toss of the blade to the killer's heart. Oh my that was god, fantastic. that was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> and then the look uh, of satisfaction on her face too. She <laughs> yeah. she's just exactly. like yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, but and then Camila. Go ahead, Mark. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, you're going to say what I'm going to say. Yeah, Camila's lying. You know, Janik, he's dead now. And her response is, I've killed him before. And then just, poof, the fucking shotgun blast the head. I, was, I just wrote down, Janik, will you marry me? Like, I fucking <laughs> love her, man. Well, it's so like, cool. it's 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 the zombie, uh, what, what, what's that? Uh, zombie world? Zombie life? Zombie land. Zombie land rule, you know, double tap to the head. From now mm-hmm. on, if if I'm ever in uh, in a predicament where I have to kill someone or I'm a, right. being chased or something, I'm always going to double tap to the head, no matter <laughs> fucking what. Well, it is one exactly. of the rules. Yep. Double tap. Yep. 
Yeah. Cardio is the first one. I'm I'm already fine. I'm to learn the rest of the rules. Excellent. So anything else that you guys wanted to touch on before we move into our final thoughts on Cold Prey 2? I really liked how when they were in the um in the morgue and the nurse was trying to, you know, she's taking off the clothing of all the victims. And oh God, yes. He was fused to his sweater. <laughs> Oh, that was so fucked up. I love that. How ripe is he? Like, he must God, smell like so much from Munda, you know? Um, so I thought That's that so was gross. really cool because that kind of what she wakes him up in a way is her pulling on the uh, sweater, which is really pulling his skin off his body. Right. So that was right. cool. And just the look of his face, like his, you know, you, you don't really see much of his face, but you saw like his grimace with his teeth. And I, he's just such a menacing character. Again, very much like Mike Myers, but just it just mm-hmm. felt a little more human to me. Just because, well, yeah, his ma- you know he is covered, but his mask doesn't cover his whole face. I right. loved the um. Speaking of you know, because Michael Myers is always the shape, you know, that's how I always refer to him. Mm-hmm. This, this guy is the boot. Because <laughs> like every time they, every time you see him walking around, all they focus on is the boot and the sounds his boots make as mm-hmm. they hit the ground. It's just, it's just like intense. Yeah, it is. I love that about it. So cool, excellent. So, Ash, what are your final thoughts and your star rating for Cold Prey Two? I can't believe you made me watch this piece of shit. Oh, I mean, <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I really enjoyed this, uh, even not having seen the first one. Um, and I don't know whether it was the the nostalgia for Halloween two or, or what. Uh, but I thought they, it was interesting. I liked the trap, uh, sequence with the cops. Um, I liked that you know, the end. You know, because if it was. If it was like in uh, you know the late seventies horror film, they it would have ended with her just looking up at the at the you know mountain and be like, oh, you know, he got away. No, yeah. no, no. She's like, we're gonna fuck his day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I love that. I thought that you know, I love the ending. Um, I loved you know I love the build up to it and and the uh, you know the scenes throughout the hospital where it was just it was really well shot. And it was interesting. So I liked it. I give it, I'm going to give it a three and a half out of four. I actually really liked it. Awesome. So three and a half out of four from Ash. And what about you, Mark? Um, I loved it. Uh, It's bloodier than the first. It's gorier than the first. Um, There isn't a character I despise. Apart from maybe, oh, okay, the kid. I don't like the kid. Um, No, it's not true. Um, I, 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 I like the first one, but I loved Cold Prey 2. And I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to believe the hype. And I can. Um, I love slasher films. I think this and this film is a decade old now, which is crazy uh, because, you know, first time I see it, I think it feels like a fantastic modern slasher, which are kind of hard to come by. Um, because Victor Hatchet never did anything for me whatsoever. This Victor does, Crowley, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the fourth one. Um, oh, yep, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Hatchet. Um, this one, I yeah, am. I'm I got, not either. Yeah. yeah, I, I got to seek the third one again. If it's set in the '80s, and it's a prequel, obviously, because he's going to be alive. Um, yeah, I, I dug this film. 
Um, it's it's just so much better than the first one, and I I like the first one. You know, I didn't love it, but I liked it. And this just adds on to the formula that they've got, even though it does kind of rip off other films like, you know, Halloween, uh, Halloween 2. Uh, you know, it's, it's got a bit of an Aliens vibe at first, you know, when Ripley's coming out of her deep stasis uh, coma and uh, she's getting back, you know, uh, getting her feet going again, you know, before she heads out to LV-426. I got a bit of a feel like that as well. Um, yeah. I think it's fantastic. I give this four out of four stars. Perfect. Excellent. So four out of four from Mark. Yeah. So Cold Prey presented some really interesting setup and cool ideas, but ultimately fell short of being anything super memorable. Cold oh. Prey 2, oh, okay. on the well, other I'm hand, <laughs> <laughs> makes the most of its eerie setting, creepy looking killer and badass leading ladies, essentially cranking the series up to 11. The kills are so much better here, and a few of them are truly stellar. We only get one strong female character. Uh, we not only get one strong female character, but two. And and Janicki proves that she should be in the discussion for one of the best final girls of all time. I absolutely love her, and I can't wait to see what she does in the third film in this trilogy. Mm-mm. But obviously, that's not uh, that's not the case. So she's not in that one if it's a prequel. Yeah. But. Yeah, so Cold Prey 2 is essentially Halloween 2 in Norway, and that's not a complaint. This idea works so well that I completely understand why they chose to go this route for the sequel. It just fucking works. Cold Prey 2 is a perfect example of how to do a sequel in the best way possible. It does everything better than the original, and I really want to finish this series as soon as I possibly can. If there is anything to complain about, it's that the chunk between the opening and the first kill in this one felt a little bit slower to me than the same chunk in the original. Otherwise, I don't really have any complaints. So I'm giving Cold Prey 2 three and a half out of four stars. So that's a good movie from us. I love that. Two, three and a half and a four. That's that's awesome. So with that in mind, before we uh, call it quits for today, let's move over to round 49 of the Besting the Backlog Challenge, where we con- try to conquer our personal backlogs one week at a time. So as a reminder for this feature, each of us takes a look at the other's unwatched pile, be it their home video collections or one of their streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Instant Video, or Voodoo, and pick one film the other hasn't seen yet and challenge them to watch that film before the next podcast, where they then give a quick review of the film. So, just to recap, Mark, you gave me Green Lantern from 2011, and I gave you See No Evil from 2006, and Ash, you will uh, talk about Moana on the next episode, I presume, assuming it's still on Netflix, which I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to try to get it either tonight or tomorrow, probably tomorrow. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Cool. So, Mark, how is See No Evil? Oh, the drizzling shits. Oh my god! Oh, it is not. That it's bad. fucking horrible. Are you kidding? Oh my god! I actually like oh, that movie. I, maybe you think about number two. I heard number two is a lot better, but number one no, was fucking garbage. I thought the acting out of everyone except for uh, Kane was garbage. Um, this film again, uh, mine is Glenn Jacobs. Uh, has one actress I recognize, and that's Rachel Taylor who, if I do recall, she was in Jennifer Jones. I'm going to check that right now. Um, maybe maybe she's not Jennifer Jones. I thought she was. I'm pretty sure she was. And 
Oh, she's in Luke know. Cage. Yeah, okay, okay. So she was Jennifer Jones as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's Trish Walker. I don't know why it's on. Oh, there you go, Jennifer Jones. Anyways. Jessica. Jessica ah, Jones. <laughs> Jennifer Jones. <laughs> Jennifer Jones is a curler from Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> a gold medalist in the Olympics. But yes, I keep saying that. Uh, no. Only a fucking Canadian would know a curler's name. Uh, I love that. Well, she's, she's a hot blonde, just like Rachel Taylor. And oh, anyhow, gotcha. uh, yeah, I, I despise this film completely. There was nobody likable whatsoever. Um, I, again, I thought the acting was uh, horrendous. Um, the Even the, the cop who gets his arm chopped and then comes back with the kids to the to the hotel to uh, to clean it up. Uh, I just thought everybody was bad. Yeah, Steven Vider or Vittler, I thought he was horrible. And I'm looking at his uh, – oh, fuck. He's still working. That's weird. Um, yeah. I, I really – like, I watched the whole thing. I was hoping to get some cool kills. I didn't. Um, but Glenn Jacobs was good as Jacob Goodnight. I actually – as a um, as a monster, as a, as a killer for the film, I thought he was very decent. Um, but the film itself was garbage, complete garbage. Um, I did not like it at all. I'm checking my MDB right now to see how what I uh, what I uh, rated this as, and I'm sure it's not high. And uh, oh, did I even rate it? Oh, there you go. Yeah, I gave it one and a half stars out of five. I give this a one star. Uh. Avoid, delete, erase. I bought this. I bought a Dollarama. I think it cost like four ninety nine. So I feel that somebody owes me three dollars, but uh, <laughs> I would never watch this again. Oh man, I gave you that one. I thought you might enjoy it a little bit oh, at least. I, it, was, it, was, it was the shits. It was the drizzling shits. I did not rate it for some reason on IMDb or anything. Uh, and so I don't know what I gave it. I know I didn't love it, but I didn't, uh, I definitely didn't hate it. But yeah, I didn't. This was, this was not my cup of tea. After watching Cold Play, uh, Cold Prey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's because he made fun of me last week for a couple weeks ago for saying Coldplay. Now he's been saying been it ever it since. Now, yeah, this this did not <laughs> uh, meet up. Uh, it's 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 garbage. No recommend for me. No, oh. oh, I am sorry that you didn't enjoy it. So one star for Cena Evil from Mark. So I did Green Lantern, and for the first time, I guess I forgot to write down a review for it. So I'll just kind of go off the cusp here. Um, so this, uh, what I know of this film is that it's supposed to be like one of the worst superhero movies of the, like at least recent eras, uh, the new set of superhero films. Everyone from all I've, everything I've heard about it, everyone always hated this film. Um, but I bought it. I think I bought this on like a Black Friday deal, maybe like fuck five, six years ago at this point, uh, quite a long time ago. And uh, I just never watched it for whatever reason, probably just because I heard it was always so shitty. So I never watched it, but um, you know, I got to say, I really don't know what all the hate's about. Like, this is a fine film. Uh, there's so basically, if you don't know, it's basically like a, an origin story for Green Lantern. Um, and Ryan Reynolds is playing Green Lantern. Um, and it has, um, oh my God. Uh, what's her name? Blake mm-hmm. Lively, who is stunning i love blake lively i'm such a blake lively fan she's so gorgeous um and she's really good in this film i i think she's really great in this um but and i also peter sarsgaard is in this too as hector hammond he's he's excellent too but um yeah so 
it's an origin story for Green Lantern. You know, you, you find out how he becomes or how Jordan becomes Green Lantern. Um, and he basically he's like, you know, discovering his powers. It, it is as typical an origin story as you can find. Um, and I think the only real problem I had with the film is that it feels like it was too condensed, like things were coming too easy to him. The lessons were being learned way too easy, I, I guess, is like my only complaint. It felt like it could use or it felt like it either could have like, you know, been two different movies or just use some more length to it one way or another to kind of make it more difficult for him, for Hal Jordan to, you know, come to these discoveries. Um, but other than that, like, I thought it was good. I, I laughed quite a bit. I, I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds. I know a lot of, not everybody does. Um, I feel like a lot more people do now, especially with his, you know, he's Deadpool and he's fucking amazing as Deadpool. Um, he's definitely, Ryan Reynolds was, was born to be Deadpool, not Green Lantern, not Hal Jordan. It's just, they're such different feeling characters. Um, and so I, you know, I can definitely see why people like him better as as Daredevil, or geez, Daredevil, Deadpool. Um, but I just feel like that's where his sense of humor lies. But I really think he did a fine job here as as Green Lantern. Um, and it's kind of disappointing because this movie did so poorly that I don't know if they're ever if we're going to see Hal Jordan in the DCEU anytime soon, which sucks because I'd love for this to be a part of it. I know we did see Green Lanterns in um, Justice League. You know, they show up, but they're they're not a major character or anything. They're kind of just in the flashback sequence. But I would love for Hal Jordan to, you know, reappear in the DCEU. I think it'd be really cool to see. But um, yeah, I thought the villain was interesting just because he has, you know, the history with the group. Um, the special effects I thought were fine. Nothing really wrong with those at all. Uh, this came, I was looking to see like when this came out. Um, and it was 2011. So it was basically right before Avengers, I believe like Thor was also 2011, maybe something else was 2011, um, from like the MCU. And so kind of comparing it to those, I feel like those are definitely better films than green lantern was, but I really don't know why it gets all the hate it gets. I thought it was a a fine movie. I think, um, um, one of the biggest complaints I heard about it, I haven't seen it yet. I'm really into it. I had no, one of the biggest complaints I'd heard about it from people was that it felt like it was a film that should have been made in the nineties. Oh, okay. Like it fits yeah, more like with the nineties like uh, versions or the, the nineties era yeah. of comic book, you know, films. No, I could definitely see that. It doesn't feel like a movie that came out recently, like during like the MCU boom, you know, it, it feels definitely prior. What am I trying to say? It, it feels pre MCU pre DCEU. And it's pre DCEU, but that's just because yeah. it didn't kick, you know, it didn't catch on. Um, but it definitely, the MCU movies at this point are definitely stronger movies, but I still liked it. I'd watch it again if I had to. Um, the opening is super cheesy with the uh, the father figure and all that happening. But I, I don't know. I really like Ryan Reynolds. I love Blake Lively and I just liked them on screen together. They're, you know, pretty to look at and they made me laugh. So, <laughs> you know, I can't really complain too much, but yeah. So I'm giving green lantern two and a half out of four stars. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I could probably even give it three stars. I guess. I don't know why it's just like, cause I think about like, I, f- I really feel like all of the MCU films were better at this point. And I think I gave Thor the first Thor and the second Thor three stars 
But I and I do think that those probably are better overall films than Green Lantern. But it's I don't the Blake know. Lively I like factor. I think. I think that's it. It is, man. She is gorgeous. I love Blake Lively. So yeah, two and a half out of four stars. So oh, that's yeah. what I'm getting. Guess, Mark, uh, what did, to, have you seen this one? On I liked it. I didn't see okay. all the hate. Um, I didn't like oh, okay. the maybe the the film's villain. Uh, it being a, a yellow cloud, which kind of kind of mm-hmm. sucks. Um, but uh, I was interested in yeah. a sequel, like to see where Mark Strong was going to bring his uh, character. Yeah, I forget what his too. name is, but uh, I thought it was interesting. I just thought maybe the special effects felt a little hokey. Yeah. Oh, and that's um, Sinestro. Uh, Sinestro, like, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want to. Well, yeah. Like, I won't talk about it because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who knows nothing of it. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. I, I thought it was a serviceable film. People are just like piling onto the DC films. I don't see the exactly the shit that they all see. Uh, mm-hmm. it, I enjoyed it. I have it on 3D at home. Good, for, good enough for me. No, but I haven't watched it ever since. No, I can't say that it happened. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. So, looking ahead to next week, yeah. um, Ash, we'll just we'll, like we said, we'll have you watch Moana, okay. Mark. Do you guys want you me to, to do another one while I'm at it or no? I'm sorry? <laughs> do you want me to do another one while I'm at it to make up for it or no? Um, I want to make sure that you can handle this current workload first. <laughs> <laughs> just You could just stick to Moana for now. That'll be okay. fine. All right. But yeah. So Mark, uh, you get to pick a film. We'll, we'll swap films again for this week. Sure. And then we'll let Ash pick some for uh, next week again. Or well, next episode again. So... Okay, well, I am looking at your list right now, and I have something that's probably going to be up your alley, not up mine. I'm going to give you 2009s. Oh, let me I look at the cover first. Make sure it's it's horrible. Scrolling, scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. Oh, no. I'm going to give you 2009s Sand Serpents. So, no. Oh, yeah. Hey, you bought it, you know. So no, I didn't. I did not buy that one. I was I was gifted oh, that one. Thank even you, better, um, even better. So on a final mission in Afghanistan, a small U.S. military unit confronts an astonishing new enemy: a legion of prehistoric six foot tall sand serpents unearthed from their pit a thousand feet below ground. With the see, I'd be interested in this if it was an asylum film, but it's not. It's, not? it's just a shitty made for sci fi movie. No. Yeah, but aren't they all asylum? <sighs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be shitty like asylum. So. No, no, Mark, you hater. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. Well, then you get to oh, watch. I should have went first. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I made. That's why I wanted you to Shut go first because I had two good ones. But instead, you get to watch this okay. one. And actually, hopefully, you'll like it. I think you might. It's called. You and maybe you've seen it. Nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. The last slumber party. Yes, I watched it during my last run of. Uh, of, uh, I thought I heard you talk about that. Yeah, okay. it's a piece of shit so, video film. It's garbage. Yeah. Good, uh, and good. by the way, that's what I was. Uh, I for. spent three hours yesterday organizing my Blu-rays. They are all alphabetical again after all my purchases, oh. and they're all fitting barely on my bookshelves. So uh, by next episode, I will have a brand new list for you of what I haven't not seen yet. I just need to go through all my good. Blu-rays now. Okay, well, it looks like that disc it actually comes with a double feature. Did you watch the other movie on that list, on that disc? No. Oh, good. Well, you get to. <laughs> that movie is 1986's Terror at Ten Killer. 
Terror at Ten Killer. That second word is T E N K I L L E R. I don't know how that's a word, but it must be a city or something. I don't know. I'm s- Leslie and Jana yeah. are a couple of attractive young ladies who decide to go on vacation at a remote cabin in the woods. Yeah. However, things go nightmarishly awry after a dangerous maniac shows up. I am so not excited for this whatsoever. Good. I'm good. I am not excited for my. Evil, so. <laughs> do you want to repick then? Do you want to repick? <laughs> No, we got this. You want to do repixies? Oh, man. Nope. Oh, yes. And and just a reminder, we are only, uh, hopefully, uh, the plan is at least to only do the best in the backlog challenge through the end of this arc because that'll be 52 uh, versions of it. And then we want to move on to something new, something different. So if anybody has any awesome ideas for something we can do, please hit us up on Twitter, send us an email, send us a uh, voicemail. Let us know some cool ideas you might have that you would like to see replace this segment. And same with you two gentlemen. If anything comes to mind, just let me know um, outside of recording. And because uh, we got to find something cool to uh, replace this, so we can kind of change things up a little bit for the. I don't know. Talk. Canadian curling champions. That sounds, you know. Right. <laughs> exactly. Mark would love that. Oh, you know, man. Would, yes. Exactly. <laughs> so to recap. Ash will be talking about Moana from 2016. Mark will be talking about Terror at 10 Killer from 1986. And I'll be be talking about Sand Serpents from 2009. So that is our next episode. I have a question. Now, let's say I would have given you something a little more palatable. Yeah. Would you you have changed your your decision? I probably would have, yeah, because I had a couple. Son of a bitch. So, yeah. Yeah. Self-flagellated. That's all right. All right, so that's going to wrap things up for this week. So we remember, folks, we are going to be dark the next two uh, weeks, but we will be back. I didn't update this part of my notes, so excuse me. We will be back next Monday with our new release uh, day, and that'll be February 12th. No, 12th. Yes, 12th. February 12th. Monday, February 12th with our next episode where we will review Dead Snow from 2009. So definitely check that out if you have not already. So as always, if you have any questions for us here at the podcast, hit us up using that hashtag InFilmWeTrust for any questions you have for us. And uh, we'd love to answer them here on the show or any corrections too, as we talked about last week. So again, use that hashtag InFilmWeTrust. So if you do like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever else it is you might be listening to us. Positive reviews help us reach a larger audience. We really appreciate your time to do that, taking the time to do that. And another reminder, you can always reach us on social media. We love interacting with you guys there. You can find us at Cinefessions on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. So make sure you're following along on all of those platforms. And Mark, reminder listeners where else they can find you online. You can catch me on my new and improved Twitter at uh, Mark underscore Nadeau. That's M-A-R-C underscore N-A-D-E-A-U. Or on Instagram at mnadeau02, as well on uh, letterboxd at mnadeau02. Awesome. And what about you, Ash? Where else can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, DHGF uh, Ash, um, and on Tumblr, the same name. Excellent. You can find me on my personal Twitter feed at Simon1, that's P S Y M I N 1, and I am on Letterboxd at that same name, Simon1. All right. So, Ash, it was great to have you back. Thank you for joining us this week. And thank you, Mark. I had a great time talking Coldplay, too. Yes, Coldplay is an awesome band. Uh, uh, Slasher <laughs> film. Oh, man. Uh, 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, we don't have to say the word cold prey very much anymore, so that's good. No, no. Uh, Unfortunately, though, because I enjoyed the series, so it's too I bad know, exactly. it ends at uh, three. But the right. story, the story ends at two. So, uh, yeah. yeah, but it was nice. I'm excited for Dead Snow next time. Absolutely. All right. Oh, so- I get to rewatch it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Me too. I like the sequel better, I think. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. We'll have to dive into that some more next time. Yes. So we want to say thank you to everyone for listening to episode 119 of the Cinefessions podcast. And remember, in film, we trust. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>